Welcome to the His Light and Life podcast with your host, Mark, who will be your guide to enhance, deepen, and enrich your Christian life. To turn your focus away from just getting by to walking with God in His light and life. Welcome back to His Light and Life. We, were, we left off last time. We were talking about the presence of God in the earth and common grace, holding back the darkness and the evil of the time. And this time here, we're going to actually get to the subject where we were taught. You know, some of these things we have to say before you can kind of say what you're going to what you're going to share. Because one of the challenges, this was a challenge for me early on, and I've seen it again and again with many believers is you want to be you want to be sure that what you're taking you don't put it into the file you know people have a it's like a god file and you just open it up and put another file in there close the file and off you go without really evaluating it without really having a foundation for it and then what happens is you'll hear something somebody'll say something or you'll read something and because you can't really put that into the right context as far as how that relates to other things, you can become very confused by it. I know I I was early on, and I know a lot of people I've talked to since were. And one of the things that we're, we're explaining when we talk about the communication of God, it's vital that you know that God communicated first to the sand of the sea in the Old Testament, and then he's, he's communicating to the church. And you have to be, it's vitally important that you don't take the communications that were directed to a nation of people that inhabited the Middle East and you apply them to you, the spiritual lineage of the victorious in Christ Jesus, now. Okay? Any more than in my simple analogy, one of the daughters would say, oh, well, the, the, okay, you know, you hear both both the will, the will read and you hear what is left to, to the two different daughters and the one daughter says, oh, that, and it starts acting as though what was left in the first one was for her. There are covenants that are based on very specific promises to individual, to two di- distinctly different people. The children of Israel couldn't be, couldn't be, told the message, the true communication of God, which was love your neighbor as yourself, esteem others greater than yourself. They couldn't hear that. Why? Because it's impossible. It would have been absolutely impossible for them to do it because in order to do that, it requires the supernatural grace of the fruit of the Spirit of God. You have to be born again and you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you have to have had someone who's been victorious over the law of sin and death empowering you to love your neighbor, to pray for those who despitefully use you, to love your enemies, to be kind to those who are unkind to you, to be merciful to those who are unmerciful to you, to be compassionate to those who spit in your face. You can't do that without the supernatural grace of God. It can only be done by the supernatural grace of God. And we see the example because Jesus did it. He did it. He looked down at those who were crucifying him and he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. 
That's the ultimate test to what he did. The Old Testament is, you know, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It was an even. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was a fair allocation of reciprocity and revenge that you could have. You could enact upon somebody. It, the judicial system of the Old Testament is a lot like the judicial system that we have today. People talk about a Judeo-Christian society. Well, that's what they mean. We don't. If somebody commits murder, we don't forgive them. We don't say, "Okay, you know what." You know, go do don't and don't do that again. So we have a combination in a in a what you would call a modern society. But that shouldn't be the combination in the church. I mean, Paul said this. He said one of the things he said, what, you're taking each other to court? You're taking your brother in Christ before a secular mag- magistrate? Uh, I think you missed what Jesus was saying there. Forgive each other, walk away. Forgive the wrong. Walk away. That wasn't possible in the old compact, the old covenant, the old testament. That wasn't possible. They couldn't do that. So we're still talking about the communication of the man in the boat. And this is what confuses people. Because he communicates to two distinctly different groups of people. One were the descendants of the sand of the sea and one the the stars of the sky. And you have to know which are for you. Now, someone will say, well, you're saying that you can just get rid, get rid of the Old Testament. I spend the majority of my time reading the Old Testament. I'm not saying you get rid of it, because what the Old Testament is, is the beauty of the Old Testament. And I used to wonder this early, early on when I'd be, I'd be reading these great teachers and stuff. And almost all of them, the teaching was based and founded in the Old Testament. And I used to wonder why. Like, why aren't they just teaching the New Covenant, New Covenant, New Covenant? And I realized after many, many years that the, the stories and the analogies and the simplicity of the Old Covenant, it's like a picture book. So in there we can see lessons that have to be interpreted by a child of God from the, view, the vantage point, from the view of the New Covenant. Because one is the sand of the sea, which is a material, visible the other is the stars of the sky, which is a supernatural relationship with God. They had a they had a temple that they could go to. They could see sacrifices. They could smell it. They it, they, it was it was a part of their daily routine. We believe, looking back by faith, in a, in the sacrifice and atoning death of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we can learn an incredible amount about what, because the two are not disconnected. I'm the Lord God, I change not. So the two are not disconnected. One is a rudimentary, basic illustration of God's intention and his will in the earth through the children of Israel. The other one is a spiritual relationship, a spiritual dimension that is more easily understood if you understood what the original was. Right? I like to use the analogy of this. Uh, A long time ago, I came home um, 
and uh, it was a terrible, terrible snow uh, storm, rainstorm. It was a huge thunderstorm. And the power, when I got to, I lived in an apartment building. I lived on the fourth floor. When the part, the, when I got to the apartment building, the whole area of our city, that whole area was blacked out. It was completely blacked out. So that means when I turned off the headlights in my car, it was black. The only light I could see outside the building was every time a lightning bolt cracked. Now, I went into the, I went to the door, opened the door with my key, and I walked along the wall, pitch black. I mean, an apartment building is very dark inside when the power's out. There's no light in the halls, there's no light in the stairwells, there's no light anywhere. It's black. When that door closed behind me, I couldn't see anything. But I had a huge advantage, and the advantage that I had is I'd lived in that apartment for seven years. And though it took me probably, I bet you 15, well, it felt like longer, but it probably took me 15 minutes to get down the hall, and there's the door, and I open the door, and I, you know, and I know, okay, there's the stairs, there's the railing, okay, two flights of stairs is one floor, two flights of stairs is another floor, and I lived on the fourth floor. Now, fortunately, my apartment was, the when you open the door, my apartment was the first one on the left, but it still probably took me about 15 minutes to get there in the dark. And it's always been a great analogy for me that the fact that I had lived there for that amount of time made it much, much easier for me when I had to move through this, when I had to go through it and find it in the, without any light at all. I was in my apartment and the light still didn't come on. You know, I'm looking around for, you know, try to get a candle going. Memory serves me correctly, I went to bed. But if you... Because I had lived in that apartment for several years, I had a basic understanding of, you know, there's the hall, there's the stairs, this is... What if I had never been in that apartment before? What would my odds have been of finding an apartment? I have to go to an apartment, and I've never been in the building before. I don't know anything about it. I don't have a clue. Your odds would be very, very low that you would ever get anywhere near where you ended up. When the lights came back on, I guarantee you'd look around and go, Oh my, how did I end up here? And the Old and the New Testament are very much like that. In the Old Testament, we see a well-lit, earthly example of God dealing with a nation of people. And in there, we, see, we can see the interactions between this nation of people and God. And because of that, it, it can give us an understanding of the man in the boat from that perspective. Okay? Because he communicated with these people, with the children of Israel, a lot. You have not just the law, but you have the prophets. You have a whole host of information that's now at your disposal that you can use and, and form sort of a, a caricature, an under, a basic understanding of what God was like. Now, you have to be able to make the shift, though, to realize that there's a difference between God's relationship with Abraham's sons and God's son. 
So the children of Israel were God's people in the earth. The church is God's children in the earth. Okay? And by children, I mean in every in every example that you could ever pull up to what a child would be like to their father. God is our father. Okay? We were born again of God. Right? The children of Israel, they went through types and shadows. There's incredible analogies. There's incredible illustrations. There's incredible um, um, events that took place in their traveling in the Old Testament. And we can clearly see God's interaction with them when they were and when they weren't where he wanted them to be. And we can see a progression with every psalm that was written, with every prophet that spoke, we see more and more and more of God. But we have to remember that that was leading to something. It was leading to something. And the Old Covenant had a beginning, and it had a middle, and it had an end. The Old Covenant came to an end. It was a very specific covenant with a very specific group of people that lived upon this earth. But it ended. Now there's promises in that covenant that are eternal promises that will continue on. But the covenant itself, as far as God's relationship with the children of Israel, it ended. You'd be surprised how many Christians don't like that, don't want to hear that, and don't know or don't most of them don't know that. If you want to hear if you wanna don't take my word for it. I highly recommend you read the book of Lamentation. If you want to see the funeral, if you want to see the funeral, if you want to go to the funeral home and hear the last rites read of a nation, there they are. And from the book and from that period of time, from the from the the age of the the time of the prophet Jeremiah onto the Jesus being born um, in a manger. It was 500 years. And God, God's interaction with the children of Israel for those 500 years, zero. We, we don't really grasp that. When you think about 500 years, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a historian at all, but that's something like, you know, Christopher Columbus discovering North America was like 500 years ago. We, we, you know, I pause. I always, I was fortunate early on. I was a great man of God. I used to listen to all the time. And he said, you know, he used to talk about, don't speed read this. Don't speed read, you know, slow down here. I want you to see this. And that's one of those things, you know, that, that you want to, you want to take what the, what the Psalms call Selah, pause and ponder, pause and consider, you know, stop and think. I want you to stop and think, pause and consider 500 years. Long time and for that period of time the children of Israel had no communication with God the reason they had no communication with God because the communication with God is based upon a covenant and their covenant they had broken it it was over 
There was no more loving kindness, not my people. The old covenant was a conditional covenant all the way through. We talked about Adam in the garden. It was a probationary stewardship. The children of Israel had a conditional covenant. And they did not walk up. They did not uphold their area of conditions, their, the, the conditions they were given. And they were melted among the nations. And not what you see today. Go find the 12 tribes of Israel. I mean, they're there. I mean, the descendants are there, but they've been melted among the nations. They've been scattered. I mean, the, the, the one of the greatest heartbreaks for a Jew, all a Jewish person, all through their time uh, as the children of Israel, as they were moving through, the greatest concern, their greatest fear, would they would just be melted among the nations, that they would just be scattered abroad. And they were. They were. So, but there's great illustrations that we can find in there in studying them. But we have to remember that when you come to the New Testament and the New Covenant, the communication of God to us is very different. And we don't go to the Old Covenant to learn anything more than the type and the shadow and the illustration of this earthly people. Just like my hand was sliding along the wall and I was mapping out the... The, you know, distances and doorways and stairwells to the apartment that I had been to many, many times. It was a valuable illustration, but at the same time, you're still, if you stick there and just walk in that, you're in the dark. Jesus came and he shed light on the fullness of it. The fullness of that mystery, what God had been planning, is a continue, it's a continuation of the Old Testament but that continuation leaves off where the sand of the sea and their journey ended. And now God picks up with the children of the stars of the sky. And Jesus being born of the tribe of Judah, as I sh shared last time, that's the trunk, the, the children of it, the trunk that comes out, but it comes out into a new nation of people. Okay? Jesus walked and lived under the old covenant. When he died and was raised from the dead, I mean, we see that in the Last Supper. Jesus says to his disciples, many things that I would tell you, but you're not able yet. You can't understand them yet. Why did he say that? Because they weren't born again yet. They weren't born again yet. The Spirit of God hadn't come yet. All right? There's going to be a new communication system coming. There's going to be a new... It's not different from the old in the sense of, you know, you know, it's the fulfillment of it. It's the fullness of it. It's the fruition of it. Okay? The old covenant was the, is like the trunk, and the new covenant is the fruition of that. All right? So it's important to know, important to know the distinctiveness. Now, the incarnation... Which I think that's what we were actually talking about is vital to understand that because it's important to note that what Jesus did, he did in the flesh. Now, an easy distinction is uh, well, I'm just going to read it here. We find this. Um, I'm going to read this here, and it's Second um, John, Second John one seven. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. 
This is a deceiver. Remember we read earlier on, um, and we spoke earlier on about the virgin birth and how vital the virgin birth is. Jesus was born, it was a virgin birth. Now, another verse of scripture that we have here is, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world, and hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. This is the spirit that of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it shall come, and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, when we talk about the communication of the man in the boat, we have to understand now that the fullness of that story, it's almost like, I mean, it's a simple analogy, but it's almost like, had like it's almost like the fish you know the, the the man in the boat says a few things and the fish goes away and there's your old covenant and then he stays a little longer let's say the man in the boat holds him a little longer and he says he explains some things and then he explains more things that's towards the stars of the sky okay so when we read the writings of paul that's when we enter into the communication of god to the children of uh, to the sons of God rather than to the children of Israel. Okay? So the Pauline the Pauline epistles are the foundation of it. And I know there's vital. Peter wrote two phenomenal books. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you cannot find the confirmations of the Pauline doctrine in the New Testament. Obviously you can. Obviously you can. But Paul is the primary communicator of the man in the boat to the to the stars of the sky okay so um we're going to pick it up right there next time and let's talk about the some of the distinctivenesses of what paul taught versus the old testament comparisons okay i want to thank you today for joining me on his light and life and we will see you again next time thank you for listening to his light and life do you have questions or want to speak with mark please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.